And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with a drunk, Rattle Red Baron here, joined by the Mass Chris Massey. That's right, just us two. Uh, others to join at some point or or not. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you and I, you and I have this thing where we do shows on our own, and it ends up usually being pretty good. We, we had a good dynamic. I, I, I like it. Is there anything you know? Did you want to like touch on all the games and hold? Did you just what were you kind of thinking? Um, I mean, we can go through them and then. I have a couple of fun talking points. All right, let's do some some um, quick hits. Yeah, let's let's touch around some quick hits. Um, a lot of these are going to be like, man, what happened here? But let's do it. <laughs> um, let's talk the first game of Wild Card Weekend: the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. You know, it, what it, looked like was going to be a fun shootout. Yeah. Absolutely. It had all the main And then Jeff Lockett puts yeah. two pick sixes. Yeah. It was kind of the, the, the Cinderella story came to a crashing halt. Um, we talked, we, we saw each other over uh, the weekend. It was the first interception, the first pick six, to me, really did seem like uh, a ball. And yeah, it was just a lame duck that yeah. just didn't go anywhere. And like it's one of the safety being exactly in the right place, scooped it up. Second one was a fourth down play, I believe. Yes. And he just, just, straight telegraphed it. And, oh yeah, hundred percent read it the entire way and just took it back. Yeah, and at that point, like regardless of like the score or the situation, like it just deflates a team. Just like it, it's hard to to like, hey, let's rally after throwing back to backs pick sixes. It just is. Yeah, it's it was rough. Um and it was it was a long one too. It was uh what 80 no the first one was 82 yards the second one was 36 yards yeah and those were back-to-back plays um but i mean it's less about the crash down of um the Cinderella story that was Joe Flacco and more about what an impressive day out from what should be the NFL's rookie of the year in CJ Stroud just comes out against the number one defense in football posts, if not a perfect an almost perfect passer rating but it was for three touchdowns and almost 300 yards kid was on fire the entire day yeah I mean uh Houston's offense, very efficient. Uh, Riddler joins us, by the way. Um, Riddler, what are you drinking? What's your toast? Um, Bourbon County uh, Wheat Wine Ale from 2018. And my toast of excellence is to... um, I've decided to hop off the bitter train. And uh, my toast of excellence is genuinely to uh, 
Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love for proving, uh, I would say, 65% of the media and about 80% of NFL fans outside of Green Bay to uh, that uh, Matt LaFleur is a, is a really good head coach and that Jordan Love is, a, is an above-average quarterback at worst. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think it's every day that, you know, you get to – you get to go out and prove that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, here's to here's to 15 more years of Hall of Fame coaching and quarterbacking in Green Bay. Now, hold on. Listen, at any point, <laughs> he can get into a white Bronco and do a whole lot of nonsense. So no, that's, that's an Ohio thing. <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, that's good. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think I think in this room, I think we're kind of pro Texans, so hopefully they can you know make some noise in the the rest of the rest of the way. I would love nothing more than for them to make it to the AFC Championship game. That would be so cool. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for my uh, my good friend Christopher Massey, um, I, I will be I will be cheering very hard for the uh, the, the the red and gold next week. That's fine. I'm going to be cheering. We're going to be upsetting each other. I'm going to be cheering for the Green Bay. You're going to be cheering for Detroit. Fuck Detroit. I'm not cheering for Detroit. Isn't Detroit playing? I know Green Bay is playing 49ers. Yeah. So I'm going to be cheering for Green Bay. Yeah. It's nice that all of our teams are out of it now. So <laughs> now, now we can just be like, you know, mad about other things. Yeah, I mean, I'm really just hoping for for Houston. Uh, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for Houston. Uh, Houston. Uh, oh God, I don't even know. Houston, Buffalo, for the AFC Championship? No, for the Super Bowl somehow. Because <laughs> I can tell you right now, do you have any idea how much of a bummer it is that at the moment there's five NFC teams in the playoffs and three of them at one point or another were heated division rivals. <laughs> and my team owns two top 10 picks because they're so ass. That's very funny. Um, I mean, the only NFC team that I'm rooting for right now is probably Tampa Bay. Cause I won't root for a green Bay to go and win at all. I just can't do that to Paul. Nope. I, I, I have to be a bad friend and I'm, I'm I, I literally can't, if, if, the NFC Championship game turns out to be San Francisco and Philadelphia. It will be a dream come true for me. Long as Philadelphia is the one that wins, I don't care. That's fine. I don't give a fuck if San Francisco makes it. I'm not a San Francisco fan. I'm rooting for the Texans to win it all. But so I just I can't have any of those three division rival assholes make it. I just can't. Ugh. <laughs> don't crop. cheer for anybody then. No. That's not American sports. You have to cheer for someone to lose if you don't want anyone to win. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not about who you. It's not about being believing in somebody. It's about believing, you know, in someone to fail. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next snooze fest of the docket was what, Miami, Kansas City. Yes, uh, that evening was cold track exclusive. Broke live stream records with a record 21 million uh, people streaming the game off of Peacock. I was not one of them. I was watching the German stream. Um, Ooh, did you guys just get that update about Tomlin? 
No. The one where, yes, I did. So Tomlin, <laughs> Tomlin was asked during the, the, the season-ending press conference about his future in Pittsburgh, and he walked out mid-interview. Really? Even worse. She was in the middle of saying, uh, so, Mike, you have one year left on your contract. She, he didn't even let her finish that statement, and he walked off. Wow. Um, hmm. I don't. It's one of those things, like, I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, I guess, is that a good thing? I don't know. Um, I think he just doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's how I yeah. took it, at least. You know what's weird? Actually, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, and I'm just thinking about it now. Do you guys feel that, like, players and coaches, like, owe it to us and needy people to talk to them? It's a media thing, but it's an NFL contract for media, right? I think it's completely absurd. So, wait, what was the question? So, like, do you guys, like, personally, do you feel like, like players and coaches are obligated what like what Paul mentioned they're under under contract to but to talk to media personnel like do they do they owe it to us I don't think they do I'm just here so I won't get fined well and, and, and like that's like one of the more famous like clips um but I don't know I just to me like the whole press conference thing is like such a waste like I'm never tuning in to like to, to hear what they have to say win or lose I just I don't care. I, I don't I don't care what they have to I, say. I think personally, I think what the, what NF what teams should do is I think teams I think the NFL should set a precedence. Every NFL team plays seventeen games. Now playoffs I think are different. The playoffs are the playoffs. I think everybody you know I think everyone should have to do not everyone but I think. Certain personnel should have to do post-game pressers for the playoffs because it's the playoffs. It mm-hmm. is what it is. But for the 17-game season, I think that the head coach should be subjected to having to do all 17. That's part of his job. Part of his job is being the kind of bridge between the outside world and the team. But I think that they should set a, a, a standard, and it's something like, Okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers have to do, let's call it, I don't know, 102 post-game pressers over the course of 17 games. So that dwindles down to about six players a week. And then it's up to the, the team where they go, whoever wants to do it gets a $250 bonus or something along those lines. Because you have fifty-three guys, six of them would love. Six of them would love to get out there and talk yeah. to people. Yeah, I agree there's, with that. There's people that there's people that can't wait to do it. But like to me, I think it's absolutely absurd that, uh, you know, Jared Goff just goes out there in Week 14 and throws a pick six to lose the game, and he's got to go out there and talk about it. That's not right. Yeah, and I just I feel like there's so much like. Today is somewhat of not a good example, but like that really isn't a pertinent question. I think if it was just about the game, like, like, oh, hey, listen, you just lost your game. Uh, let's talk about your future immediately on the top of your head. Like, just go off the cuff. What do, what do you think is going on with your future? Like, that's not pertinent to the game you just played. Like, it, it just seems like that, that is like so like 
often in press oh, conferences I, that type of stuff is happening. I think that's another thing. I think game should. I think questions should be limited to the game. There should not be. They shouldn't be allowed to ask questions about about next week. They shouldn't be allowed to ask questions about the off season. They shouldn't be allowed to be asked questions about employment or anything. It should be only only relevant to the game and players suited up for the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, you know, what Massey just shared about with Tama, I I get I I don't blame him walking off. No, it's, it's, it's not at all. You know, and for and and now it's gonna be like that's just gonna be yet another talking point for the media for the next we'll call it two to three days. That's all we're gonna hear about is him walking off, and then he'll there'll be another press conference where he explains his actions, and it just it's so unnecessary. This is why, yeah, but it's funny. Well, this is this is why the M, this is why the NBA and the NFL are so successful, and it it's because they are two sports that are filled with people who, not everybody, but I would say more than two thirds of the leagues, both of them are filled with people that value self image over play mm-hmm. they value money over integrity and pride whereas in baseball and hockey you don't get that in hockey there's nobody in hockey that's playing not to win everybody that suits up in the nhl is there for one reason and one reason only and it's the hope to hoist up the stanley cup that's it mlb for the most part is very much the same way there are some divas in the mlb mm-hmm. but the nba and the nfl they are just diva central it's a fashion show though well, that's just what it is that it, they they're not even fashion shows they're soap operas that's what they are now <laughs> the nfl and the nba they're soap operas for men that's what they are now i mean it, nobody i genuinely believe that the average fan cares more about the rumor mill, the draft, off season, and uh, uh, post game and pre game pressers than they do about what actually happens on the field. I think the average fan cares more about those things than the actual play itself. I think there's a lot of fans that uh, they watch the NFL, they watch their team, but they watch the other thirty teams that played that day. They their entire uh, that's why I, I don't enjoy it anymore. I really don't. I, I watch the Bears and I don't. I don't week sixteen. Game. You're huh? going through Kendall. For me, my own opinion, like yeah, that pick was pretty rough, but you know he was getting pressured and you know the Balter job. It wasn't about Dak Prescott's future with the team. It wasn't about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and it, you know it's very played out too about like you know I saw the video. I also just think it's funny that because of social media, have an alliance or a disalliance with another team so strongly as Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless have with the Cowboys. That was a little bit too robotic because it was like, oh, how can this guy be completely unbiased or whatever? And it's like he's all you know, especially there's just there's so many people that have these outrageous you know opinions. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's tough. It, is, it has gotten tough. And officiating doesn't help. It's been some pretty poor officiating across the two those two leagues we talked about, NBA and NFL. Um, you know, no, nobody wants to watch a game 
unless it truly is scripted. Nobody wants to watch a game that's decided by the by the zebras. Yeah. But um, yeah. Before I kind of got on uh, that tangent, uh, Chiefs Dolphins. Not really much to report from that, right? I mean, um, it's cold. I think it's just. I think. I think the. I think there's actually a big thing to report on from that, and it's that. Um, you know, granted, the Dolphins don't play well against good teams, and the Chiefs, even though they haven't looked like the Chiefs of old, are still a good team. Mm-hmm. They won their division. They had above a 500 record, a plus-minus in the positive. Um, I think that the NFL, especially the AFC, should be put on notice for how scary the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be next year when they figure things out and have a defense that can win them a championship. Yeah. Um, All they need is the number one receiver, and they're back in it. They're not back in it. They are in complete control of it because they're still in it. Well, you know what I mean. Like, they're in the driver's seat. If they're able to go out in this offseason and trade for a Mike Evans, the AFC can go ahead and they can can just start playing for the two seed. They can start playing for the two seed because that defense is scary. It is good, and it's winning them games. Now they they put up they played okay offensively yesterday. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I don't care how poor the Dolphins play against good teams. Tyreek Hill is not somebody that you just stop. No. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think necessarily a one, but I thought that uh, that Rice kid kind of has some really good things you know, about him, and I think you know will be a, a good you know part of that team in the future. Yeah, he's been good. But um, I don't know. I, and it seems like it's a, it's always like a conversation when this type of thing happens. And I, I I understand it, but I hate it to a certain point because like whenever they talk about it, like oh the Dolphins can't play in cold weather, the 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 way the the commentators paint it, it makes it seem like all these players were like were born in Miami on the Dolphins. Like no, these people led a bunch of different lives before. They they know what cold is. Like I I don't understand. Like like I, yeah. So they, they play eight or nine games at home in the warm. But that's like, give it a rest, guys. Like, these are adults. Like, <laughs> Do you guys think that we're far away from the NFL regulating domes? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a while before anything like that happens. I don't know. I, I, I There was a time that I, I would have disagreed I with think, that. I think Green Bay will tell the NFL to go fuck itself. I don't think they'll ever play in a dome. Um, I don't think that <clears throat> Miami will bend on that. And then you have a bunch of the other teams that are like just in the middle, like Mile High won't ever play in a dome. Um, I, I think there's far too many teams to try and regulate that with. I don't think you can say never because, I mean, so certain... here's the thing: until they start regulating what the, the field can be made out of, they won't start regulating what the, the, the stadium can be made. But I mean, there's always the option for a retractable dome, like as part of. No one's gonna say, "Oh, you have to have a fixed roof," like that. Like that'll never be a thing. So that sure. Will... But if they're not gonna regulate the field, they're not gonna regulate the stadium. And that's my opinion. The reason I, I say that there will in the future because, I I do truly believe that. Let's say there wasn't another wild card game scheduled today. I think that 
despite how bad it did snow in Buffalo, they would have just played it on Saturday. Because, call it 35, 40 years ago, they wouldn't have moved the game. They just, they just wouldn't have. But they knew because they had a game already scheduled in their back pocket that it wouldn't really be that much of a deal to, to broadcasters and NFL officiating alike to just move the game two more days or, or a day, whatever it was. Yeah, it just it, it seems to me like the NFL just they're doing everything they can to like not to not play in weather. Like, they, well, they, they were playing yesterday was so much about not the NFL's thing, more so the travel ban by the state of New York. Which I, I, I no, but the they they were the NFL was strongly discussing moving the Chiefs Dolphins game up until Saturday. And um, because they put. They put out a big statement about it on like Friday night that they were like, the NFL is uh, no longer you know considering moving the, the the Chiefs game due to frigid temperature. Like it was like a real thing that they were considering doing because it was cold. Yeah, yeah. but and, and I know what the governor you know said and whatnot. But I'm telling you, years and years ago, it wouldn't have even been a conversation. They would have just played the game. They would they would have had the people there. Shoveling the, the the stadium out. It's not even like it's not even forty fifty years ago. I mean, what was it? Ten years ago, Cut, when Cutler and Forte were still Bears, they and Ray Lewis was still a Raven. They played the Ravens in Chicago while there were severe tornado warnings in Chicago, and yeah. they stopped the game for like an hour while while a tornado touched down in Joliet and moved its way into the south side of Chicago. And then once it dissipated, they went back outside and started playing again. Like, like they knew that there were severe t- tornadoes. There were already tornadoes touching down in the city of Chicago at kickoff. And they were like, ah, it's on the other side of the city. Play. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yo. Oh, what up, Souls? Hello. Soulsy boy. Don't fucking talk to me in that sexual voice, Kendall. Listen, you turned me on. Um, I know. Do you have a toast, Kyle? Uh, what did I dib earlier in the week? I did something, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I said something too. <laughs> oh, I didn't dip. I just knew nobody would take it. Uh, my toast of excellence is to Rick Bettino. Oh, that was Kendall's. Oh, damn. Now nah, he's the head coach of the St. John's Storm. Red Storm, he's got them relevant in college basketball again. So, for me, that's fun. The Big East basketball used to be the best. Very nice. My, my toast of excellence was to uh, Nick Saban hanging it up. That was the one I did. Oh. Nick Saban hanging it up. 44 first-round picks and 116 NFL pros out of his program as an Alabama head coach. <laughs> Guy was pretty good or something. He was alright. Terrible offensive tree, though. <laughs> what do we? What do we talk about? Uh, we just they were when I joined in. They were they're, they're going through the uh, list of uh, the games from yesterday. All right, and we've gotten through one of them. We well, got through the we got through the Chiefs game too. Master, you have more to say about it? No, we were just telling them all, talking about it. Oh. 
Um, let's see. Up next, yesterday we had the awesome game that was the Green Bay Packers coming into Dallas. Um, and man, does the Dallas Cowboys play no defense? This was not the resume stuffer that Dan Quinn was hoping it was going to be. Um, early in the second quarter, the Green Bay Packers were up 27 to 7 on the Dallas Cowboys, and they just continued to pile it on for the rest of the game, going so far as to go for it on fourth and one while they were up. I want to say 42 at that point. Um, it was just a complete drumming on all sides. The final score was 40 to 32. The game wasn't even that close. It was just a complete domination left, right, and center from the Green Bay Packers and just an absolute whimper of a game from the Dallas Cowboys who had the number one offense in most categories this year. Um, I don't even think that they scored a point until... Yeah, they scored a point with two seconds left in the half. They didn't score until two seconds left in the half. Um, You know, Mike McCarthy is on the super hot seat right now, uh, with many expecting that he will not survive until at least Wednesday. Um, Dak Prescott is... Taking ownership of a very crappy day, but it wasn't just him. It was just the entire team. Um, well, I mean, I, I mean uh, well, honestly, I don't, I don't know if the outcome of the game would have been any different, but um, like Dak definitely did not have his best game by any stretch. I feel like he's catching too much flack for this game. Um, personally, I mean, the defense didn't do him any favors. No, Mike absolutely. McCarthy, Mike McCarthy's just I not was... that head coach. And, I was just getting to that. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know that there was some, we were doing some firing shots back and forth, but, but CeeDee Lamb was solely responsible for the first two drives of the game ending. Yeah. Um, CeeDee Lamb, Lamb on the first drive of the game dropped a third and six wide open pass that hit him in the hands on the, fir- on the, the markers. And then the second drive, it was third and seven. Dak threw the ball. It was a little high. But it hit C.D. Lamb in the hands, and he didn't catch it. For a guy who's spent most of the year as the favorite for the Offensive Player of the Year category, um, it's... For the guy who had the most receptions in the NFL this year? Yep. It's... Um, they, they it said a it, They said it during the game. When, they were, when the Cowboys were making their drive down the field to score the at the end of the first half, before that drive started, C.D. Lamb had three targets and two drops. Yeah, and I, I just I I don't think like I said I don't know the outcome would have been any different, but CD was off his game. Yeah, it was it was a it was a rough day at the office for CD. And then on the other side of the ball, you had Green Bay Packers just firing on all cylinders. Jordan Love put up um, two seventy two, three touchdowns uh, on sixteen and twenty one passing. Aaron Jones put up another three touchdowns on 118 yards on the ground, much to our own Mike Mock's dismay. Um, Romeo Dobbs was six for 151. Romeo Uh, Dobbs had three third down catches of 30 yards or more. Yeah, it was... was In the middle of the field, wide open. (laughs) It 
uh, LaFleur was just in his bag last night. This is the youngest team in the NFL. And another playoff debut from a young quarterback that posted an almost perfect passer rating. It was another, uh, it was the third of three blowout games in the wild card weekend. And not the blowout that everybody saw coming. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe how open the Packers receivers are, you know, throughout the game. It was just unreal. Uh, I don't even know what, what could be said for that defense. It Lack of preparation. Michael Parsons doesn't show up when it matters. Yeah, that, that's a name that they are only calling for, you know, his defensive penalties. Micah Parsons doesn't show up when it matters. And Micah Parsons, that's the thing that I really, really dislike about the non-Cowboys fan narrative of the NFL. Basically, every person who's not a Cowboys fan, really, because in the NFL fan base world, you either are a Cowboys fan or you hate the Cowboys. There's only a few select of, and I'll put myself in it, us, that are indifferent about the Cowboys. Don't wish them bad or good. Dak Prescott time and time again has proven to just be an outstanding dude and gentleman and leader of a football organization where if he was a quarterback on any other of the 31 NFL teams would be regarded as a top 10 quarterback every single year when it started. And this would have been chalked up to being a bad game, but because he quarterbacks the most hated team in the NFL, he's an overrated piece of garbage. But Micah Parsons gets on his podcast the next day after every game and cries about everything, and he's revered as one of the greatest... And that's the thing that baffles me more than anything, is that the anti-Cowboys fans of the world, the people who hate the Cowboys the most, all immediately are like, I will take Micah Parsons in a heartbeat, that guy's so good, blah, 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 this and that, backs it up, and it's like, this is the guy that's crying on a podcast every single week about everything, talking about how he's top two, how this guy's top four, this guy that he went against is trash and, and, and refs and this and that. Meanwhile, Dak is the guy who's like in the press conference going like, I need to be better. Oh, well, what about C.D. Lamb's two drops? Like, if they were placed better, they wouldn't have been drops. Like, that's the response your quarterback gives? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Why does this kid get so much heat? He couldn't do anything better from a sportsmanship perspective. Absolutely. And he's still booed and revered as a as a whiner, crybaby piece of shit. It's like you said, he's a cowboy. That's I, but but, but it's, that's the thing, though. It's not that he's a cowboy. I've not once met a Giants fan that didn't have glowing reviews of Micah Parsons, the guy who gets on podcasts and cries all day. Even after blowout wins, he's complaining about referees. He whines all the time. He's everything every New York Giants fan has said Tom Brady was for his entire career. He's actually living it and doing it on podcasts. But every Giants fan I've ever met would give the farm to have Micah Parsons. But not one of them would have would take Dak Prescott over Daniel Jones. Well, not one of them. Why? What's the reason? Nobody listens to Parsons podcast, and I guarantee you most of them don't know that he has one. Yes, they do, because it's all over social media all over social media because everything he says is hot take like Colin fucking like coward from the herd and fucking Stephen A. Smith. Oh, I live on the internet. I live on the internet and I didn't know he had one until two weeks ago. Yeah, it's on Bleacher Report. 
I've seen it. I've seen his podcast all over Instagram and Facebook all season long. I literally have only heard of it in the last week or two. So he does it out of Bleacher Report. Which is even funnier. Um, but he's, if that's true, he's the NFL's stream hungry. <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's the thing. Every, like, I give the Giants are a very vocal fan base, you know, especially because of where we live. It's also popular to hate on that. But that's just it. But why? Why is it because, popular to hate? Why is it because popular to hate the guy? He took, over, he took over from Romo. That didn't do him any favors, regardless of whether that was his decision or not. That didn't earn him any favors inside or out of the organization. Everybody at that point loved Tony Romo. And nobody wants to see the Cowboys succeed, and he's the most popular position on the field. He has the spotlight more than Mike Parsons does. Mike Parsons was on fire as a rookie, and as far as I know, just from looking it up recently, has only been doing this podcast thing for the last year. He hasn't done enough to earn that hate yet. I believe that it will be there now. Oh, Dan Quinn's an overrated coach, by the way. Just putting that out there. Mass, I'm going to, I mean, I'll agree with you for 90% of it, but 10% I'm going to disagree with you. I think you're, I think you're alone on the uh, people not knowing about his podcast thing. It very well might be. (laughs) Well, like, like Kyle's cousin, Chris Jankowski has shared multiple things from Micah Parsons podcast. And that guy only has Facebook. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. He doesn't know how to use ah. Instagram, and I don't think he even knows what Bleacher Report is. <laughs> That's very funny. You know, I mean, like I, I just, I, I think it's, I think more people know about his podcast than I than. I think it's just something that flew under your radar. That's fair. Yeah, Dan Quinn's overrated. I got to tell you, Kyle, I think I might be, uh, I might be in, if, if this rumor is true in any shape, I might be in on the Bears giving up on Justin Fields. What's the rumor? The current rumor is that the Falcons would be considering, would be willing to give up the eighth overall pick for him. Oh, then yeah, that's a no brainer. If they're giving up the eighth overall pick, then you got it. You got to go. You got to, got to, got to go Caleb Williams and then like O-line and, and that Washington receiver. Yeah. I agree with you. So Bears would be what one eight nine in those picks. One eight one eight nine, and honestly, if they're not sold on Caleb Williams, they could trade with like New England and have like get like three eight nine, and then like another first next year, and the year after that. I think it's Caleb Williams or nobody else. I really do too. I mean, I actually don't. Here's the I thing: Caleb Williams is the front runner, but I think there's one other guy that I think is on their radar. May? No. I, I think they learned their lesson on North Carolina quarterbacks. Then the LSU kid? J.J. McCarthy. That would be the biggest, dumbest fucking mistake I would ever see anybody make. I don't think the Bears would take them with trip. one. I think I think there's a real chance the Bears take Marvin Harrison with one and take McCarthy with nine. I That's still a fucking dumb decision. That's fine. I, I but they, Look, they don't make good decisions, so... um. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think a lot of people. I think I, everything I've read about JJ McCarthy, everyone thinks he's going to be great. If he, if everyone thinks he's going to be good, if he sits for a little bit. Yeah, Kenny Pickett was supposed to sit too, but he sucks. I, I could see the Bears keeping Fields, picking up Harrison, and drafting JJ McCarthy at nine. I could see them doing that. 
or trading down from nine to fifteen and taking them or something like that. Instant upgrade for the Bears. Instant. Huh? Instant upgrade. You fail, come back next year, try again. That's fine. Dan Campbell's overrated. Been a lot of F grades over the past eight years in the quarterback play, so some of them turned out quite okay. I enjoy how I'm asking Paul after a conversation, and Kyle's just kind of throwing out these little snippets. You know, these certain players, <laughs> they just suck people. Dude, his game plan was atrocious. Well, you want to go ahead and talk about it because we have that game up next. Which one? Whose game plan are you talking about? Uh, Dan Quinn's. Dan Quinn's? Because you said Dan Campbell. Uh, I meant Dan Quinn. Okay. Oh, Kyle, did you give your toast, by the way? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, because you it forgot one. some random Division Two basketball game or something like that. Because you just forgot. Uh, you not forgot Division Two, but okay. Uh, I'd like to just do an in-show toast before he talks about the Dan Quinn thing. Uh, in-show toast to... um. Uh, flower power on becoming second all time behind Martin Brodeur only in NHL history wins. What's his name? Flower Power. That's his real name? No, his real name is Marc Andre Fleury, but he's called Flower Power. Oh. Heard that wrong. They call him Flower Power. It's his nickname. 552 career wins after his win tonight with the Minnesota Wild. Very cool. Good for him. Yeah, he's awesome. He needs to retire, though. He's old. He's a pro's pro. <laughs> Listen, Kyle, in the NHL, you don't retire. You just go into a greatness. How many more wins does he need to pass Bro Door? 197. Ooh, he's not getting that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I have to look it up. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh Lions and the Rams, Massimino? Yeah, Kyle. Oh, no, you can go about it. I'm cool with it. Oh, a lot, Kyle. <clears throat> I'll talk about the Steeler game. 140, right. Kyle. Still not happening. Good. So, we got the Lions and Rams on Sunday Night Football. This is probably the most talked about game coming into wildcard weekend just because of the fun storylines behind it. And I would say that it lived up to the hype. Um, You know, Detroit came out firing on all cylinders and scored on three straight possessions uh, going up uh, 21 points. Um, The Rams kicked a field goal on their first drive and then had two long bomb touchdowns to get within four of the Lions and um, then we get to the second half where both teams really tightened up their defenses um, and both teams only scored field goals from then on there were no more touchdowns scored after the half Um. Detroit came out with a um, pretty electric, dynamic uh, offense as they normally do. Um, And the story remains the same, which all Rams fans knew going into that game. You keep Goff clean in the pocket, he's going to be fine. You harass him, he's going to make mistakes. 
the second pressure we got on him, he throws a two-handed bob backwards and it resulted in a fumble. But we refused to really get pressure up into his face, and that cost us a lot. Um, we had a chance to um, kick a game-winning field goal at the end. Just couldn't get it done. Uh, McVay had some questionable clock management. Um, both defenses really struggled against the high-octane offenses that were on the field. Uh, the Lions had no answer for Pukatakua, and the Rams could not stop the Lions on first or third down. Uh, it was a fun, electric game that lived up to the hype. You know, good on the Lions for getting their one win in, what, the past 25 years. I can't wait to see them lose and just drown out the end. <laughs> Smoking like a true bitter fan. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I think Matthew is very astute on all those points. Um, I think my big takeaway was like Lions scoring in the red zone where the Rams held for field goals. And I, I did find McVeigh's end of the game time management a little odd. I don't know. I, I think this is the two schools of thought. You take the, the timeouts before the two minute warning versus after. I think in that particular situation, even with just one timeout, he had to take it before the two minute warning, but opted not to. Um, dumb, dumb decision. Yeah, and he just they, they like burnt out like almost forty seconds of time. It it, it was weird. That, that was a big whiff on him. Dum dum dee dum 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 dee dum dum. I think he's still a good coach though. Yeah, hundred percent. He uh made the adjustments he needed to in the in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Still a great coach. Really happy to have him back next year. Happy to have Stafford back next year. Um. Yeah, it was is a storybook season, even though it didn't end the way that we wanted it to. It was better than any of us could have hoped. Um, you know, we still have our first round pick this year, and we're top ten in cap space. I cannot wait to see what we do with this defense. The only thing I will say is that the Rams they said it on on the air last night they do get predictable in the red zone. Yeah, no kidding. Matt Stafford throws uh, back shoulder fades constantly. It's the only thing that they do. It's literally the only thing that they do. McVay has been terrible at play calling in the red zone since he's been with the Rams. Which is hilarious because we're one of the top scoring offenses just because we usually score from 30 yards out. Yeah. Go get yourself a six foot nine wide receiver. I mean, we have one. It's Called Puka Nakua. Yeah. Listen, Mass Julio Jones is looking to play one more year. You know what? I'm in for Julio scoring 14 touchdowns next year. <laughs> Get him on that veteran minimum. 14 touchdowns, 14 yards. And they are so bad. Oh. Which team? Because that could refer to a lot of people. He's talking about the Eagles. It'd be nice if he answered us to tell us that. I cut out. It was the Eagles. All right. Um, yeah, the Eagles oh. are pretty terrible. I, I wanted to comment on that. I put it in the chat, but I just want so I just um our our uh, our good our good buddy Mike Mock was talking about it, but um 
for all of the uh, the fans out there, I'm not saying that you guys are, are these people. I'm just saying, but for all the fans out there that have a are, are griping against the uh, the brotherly shove nickname, um, they, they need to do research because it's a different play. It's not a QB sneak. I mean, it is a QB sneak, but it's a variation of the QB sneak. It's it's like having a, a, a an ISO run up the middle versus the halfback dive. Like they're lined up very similarly, but they're very different plays. The QB sneak is the quarterback quarterback gets the ball and dives down to the ground in a forward motion or leaps up over the pile to gain the yard the the the, the yard to gain or line to gain. The brotherly shove is a formation in which you have two backs and a receiver usually lined up in the threesome behind and they shove the quarterback. The quarterback doesn't do any diving of his own. He's forced over the line. So I just think it's different. Like, yes, it's a quarterback sneak. It's a similar play, but it's also a different play. And it's a lot harder to stop a, a three hundred pound, or a, a two hundred and you know twelve pound quarterback, six foot two, let alone having him have you know about nine hundred pounds of player behind him shoving him. <laughs> so I just I just want to say it's it's a different play. I understand it's frustrating. Uh, it's the same thing I think for every you know every Giants fan or Commanders fan or you know Cowboys fan or Niners fan or whatever. If Brock Purdy was running the brotherly shove at a success rate that Jalen Hurts is running it, no 49ers fan would have a problem with it. No, don't absolutely cry not. Same thing for everybody else. Yeah. Don't cry because you can't stop it. Figure out how to. <laughs> or run it yourself. Yeah. Nobody's stopping you. Right. Exactly. That's just the thing. Stop crying about it. Stop bitching about it. It's your just team has it. the same. You got your team has the same amount of 53 guys to do it. Your team has first downs and third downs, just like the Eagles do. Fucking go out and do it. And if you don't want to do it, figure out how to stop it. Yeah. I hope they, they don't bang. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But what I do dislike is, and it happens a handful of times, where the quarterback is, like, picked up off the ground and, like, carried by the players. Like, like that's ridiculous. That is, like, that's illegal, I believe. Yeah, I don't but, believe you're allowed to pick up and carry yeah, players. It, is, it has happened, though. Yeah, he just jumps on top of the other guys and just rolls over it's like a crowd surf can you hear me yes yeah all right, Maybe. All right so uh kyle why don't you talk about your game man i'll have matthew describe it and then i'll go from there i'm not good at describing things all right so we had the we had a couple of turnovers from the buffalo bills well, I guess they technically didn't count uh, Brian Ruth's as a uh, turnover, even though it was. Um, the Bills came out firing on all cylinders. I mean, uh, Buffalo drove down the field on uh, their first drive, and then after the first uh, turnover, the fumble by Pickens, um, I think maybe a play, maybe two later, uh, just a, like, 30-yard strike uh, right up the seam to Dawson Knox for Dawson Cade for a touchdown. One of the tight ends. Um, the next quarter, uh, Bills drive down the field, and Josh Allen takes off for a 52-yard run to score, and the game was just completely in control at that point. Um, Pittsburgh managed to drive down at the end of the half uh, for a 10-yard touchdown to Deontay Johnson. Um, and then at the opening of the third quarter, managed to drive down to get a field goal. Um, 
to which Buffalo responded. Uh, Pittsburgh was able to drive down again, and then Buffalo was able to match them. Um, Rudolph had uh, a brutal day out there, passed a lot, um, passed 39 times for 229 yards, one interception, uh, and was just bullied at the line of scrimmage the entire time. The offensive line had a really tough time holding up. Um, and the other side of that, the Bills defense was just flying around. Um, two forced fumbles, one interception, um, and uh, on the offensive side, Josh Allen uh, had three passing touchdowns, 200 yards, and rushed for another touchdown, 74 yards on the ground. Uh, the Bills are showing that they are waking up at the right time and are a team that you do not want to fuck with right now. I disagree with you. All right. Go ahead. Not think the Bills are impressive. At all. They beat us. So you lost to a very unimpressive team? Uh, whatever. We have more injuries than anybody else in the playoffs right now. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Our two middle line. With you. We lost the two middle linebackers. If they if they're healthy, Josh Allen doesn't have the game on the ground that he did. We literally picked up Miles Jack off the off the couch, and he was starting. He used to be good. Yeah, he, he just kind of sucked randomly. Yeah, well, he kind of got old. <laughs> Not even that old. He's only like twenty nine. Well, linebacker years. No, that's a, dumb, that's a dumb thing you said, Kendall. Well, I can't hear you. I said that was a dumb thing that you said. Well, I was just kind of jokes. No, I know, but it was dumb. <laughs> Bills had us down 21 nothing. We brought it into one score. You did. All right. And I'm going to be honest, I, I'm happy the way that the Steelers played in the second half. I'm not mad that we lost that game. We weren't supposed to win that game. And for for people that are saying, oh, Mike Tomlin lost another playoff game, they can kiss my ass. The last two times we've been in the playoffs, we played the Chiefs and the Bills. They're not going to beat the Chiefs, especially that year. That was the year that, that was Ben's last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that guy can only throw screen passes. <laughs> I mean, are you wrapped up or you still got more? The only thing I'm going to say is, is I hope Tomlin stays. Can I give a toast of disexcellence real quick? Yes. Is it I'd, like to give a, I'd like to give a toast of disexcellence to the uh, um, Miss Reeds and Miss Masseys and Kyle's dads of the world. Four? Okay. Uh, they're making a th- another sh- uh, Big Bang spinoff because of those people in this world. Oh no, I saw. Oh god. Do you do you ever watch Young Sheldon, Kendall? I do not. I'm from very familiar with the show, though. Okay, so uh, in the show, his older brother, I guess, knocks up a girl. Oh god. So they're uh, gonna make a face? spinoff of um, them raising their daughter. Oh my! Are they really? Yeah, yeah. they're making a spinoff of it. Yeah. But what's her? What's her, Emily Osment? She's hot at least. What is, what is she from? Uh, Hannah Montana. Yeah, that's right. That but, is unbelievable to me that they can continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's horribly. It's horrible. I told Ashley that, and she just rolled her eyes. She's like, all right, now I'm watching that. Is that a CBS show? Yeah. Yeah. 
We, we can blame them. Yeah, um, fuck you, Jim Nance. Yeah. The Eagles tackling is atrocious. Well, Kyle, you... Nick Sirianni is getting fired, right? He should. And Kyle, and that was actually the perfect segue. Um, Pittsburgh, it's been an epidemic. Ep- epidemic across the NFL, but no more in Pittsburgh. Some of the worst tackling I've, I've ever seen. It seems like year in, year out, these guys, they want to come in and have like these career-ending like hits on these players, and they just they just miss. It's just it's like wrap up a player. I, I don't understand where this came from. Where oh, I'm going to end up on Sports I Center? Um, stand out. Two big standouts. You know, Patrick Peterson came on a corner blitz, and it almost looked like it was staged. Like, like Josh Allen like barely stepped out of the way, and Peterson just kind of like taps his hands on him, and then like go, goes around. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And then. Um, Play for Steelers I think that's him. more just momentum, and he couldn't. I, I don't know. Like, I, the the thing is, like, I would have felt differently if he put his head down and was planning on to like just like hit him. He didn't even do that. He just kind of like ran and like tagged him, like they were playing a game in the backyard. Uh, I, I just and and then secondly, when they pulled in with score and it was like second and nine, Bills are already driving. Uh, they throw a pass to Shakir, and they just they they couldn't get him on the ground. Four guys, hands on him, just spin him around in circles, and and you know they pr- project him forward and he, they score. I I don't know what the problem is. I, I I'm not saying that you know Pittsburgh wins this game. He's I, I I'm like you. I think like a lot of Seals fans, we were hopeful but didn't like expect them to win. Uh, I don't understand how you could be a professional athlete, especially in football, and just be so unfundamentally sound on defense. It, it, it's it's aggravating. A team that, like, oh, hey, you're the Steelers. You're supposed to be a really good defense. You, you pride yourself on this, this history of blah, blah, blah. And then you play soft ass, can't, you know, tackle a player. It's it's very upsetting. And it was no more evident, you know, today, you know, watching them get finessed by the Bills. I'll get off my soapbox now. All right. I think Buffalo loses next week. Real quick, uh, what did you guys? What do you guys think are the two biggest criticisms that Justin Fields faces in his play? I don't think he. I don't think he takes over the game enough. Like he's way too. No, 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 not, not, no, not you specifically. Like the media. Oh. Can, you, can you repeat the question? What are the two things that like people say about Justin Fields the most? Like, like that he doesn't do well enough in the game. Like, like black and white stuff. Not like you know, not like uh, he he doesn't he doesn't clutch up on third down passes enough. Like, not something that specific. Just more general shit. He's inconsistent. All right, I'm not looking for that one, but good. I like it. Um, deep ball. Is I'm pr- not sure. His processing, uh, his ability to progress the reads. His deep ball is actually pretty good, Kendall. So uh, I actually hear a lot of people say that. I, I hear people say he progresses the reads too much. So I think the two biggest things are that he holds onto the ball too long. Yes. He, like, he, he, he looks to throw the ball for too long instead of giving up and running. And then the other one is that he's not, he doesn't take enough chances downfield, like 25 yards or more. I can see that. So, I think I know how to remedy that situation. 
I think you keep Justin Fields and you hire Jay Cutler as the offensive coordinator. Sold. Guy knows a thing or two about being sacked in a Bears uniform. <laughs> guy knows a thing or two about not giving a fuck about where the guy is just as long as it's down the field somewhere. <laughs> I think you I think you keep Justin Fields, go get two offensive linemen, one through the draft, uh, pay one, get Jay Cutler in there. I bet you Justin Fields and DJ Moore combined for 4,000 yards next year. Nothing, right. nothing I would love more than to see uh, <laughs> Jay Cutler with a headset and a tablet on the sideline, and just that scowl on his face. Uh, it's because he would have he would have an Android phone and a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> uh, now that's America's treasure. I love that man so much. Remember when he played for the Dolphins for like five minutes? Yeah, he beat the Bears as a Dolphin. Did he? Seeing his smiling face right now. Oh no, no, he didn't. He beat the Patriots. Brock Osweiler beat the Bears. Sadder. Um, <laughs> Good memory. I tell you what, I wish the Bears would just fire Matt Eberflus, hire Jeff Fisher, get Cutler in as their OC, bring back bring back Erlacher, the defensive coordinator. Just give the fans what they want <laughs> and then blame them when they lose. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Imagine they hire a bunch of just like, you know, sh- Chicago memory guys. They go out, they kind of underperform, and then they immediately turn around and they blame the fan base. You guys like this? Well, here you go. <laughs> you, you did this. Good stuff. Um, and then the last wild card game is the one that's on right now while we're recording, right? Uh, Eagles Bucks. Another blowout. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This is me just like you know, get off my yard. I I really hate the Monday night wild card game. It's so dumb. It just it's it, on the list of things that don't matter. Like, there was no reason for them to change it, and they did, and here we are. Massey and Kyle's still here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. And, like, and another, like, it's stupid because, like, we do this every week, and, and not that I don't want to, you know, hang out or whatever, and I had the choice to, to do whatever I want. But, like, because I am a slave to the NFL, I kind of just would want to just, you know, sit and watch the game uninterrupted. But now it's like, you know, we're doing our show, and then, like, I have the game on in the background, and I'm watching. It's like... A, I don't know. It's it's something for me to complain about, I guess, but I wouldn't have to if it was just how it always was, and they played three games on Saturday, three on Sunday. I fucking hate... I hate football. Yeah, dude, same. Hey, they want to get every dollar that they can out of every fucking day. Hey, Kendall. Yes. How would you feel if me and me and Kyle jumped off ship of the Getting Sports with Drunk original podcast, and we let you and Massey be the hosts with occasional special guest Mike Mock. And me and Kyle start our own podcast, a Getting Sports with Drunk subsidiary focused entirely on baseball. Yeah, because oh. the White Sox made another move today that I'm 
That's actually pretty good. That's a low key. I mean, listen, I'll support you guys in whatever you do, but I mean, I would just like to talk baseball with you guys. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You can't come on. You're, oh, you're like the Dave on. Portnoy in the situation. Oh, man. I gotta be Dave. All right. I'll well, take it. I mean, you took, credit, you took credit for founding GSWD, so. That's not I'm true. Just, I'm just Glenny Balls, man. Oh, that's so funny. And Kyle is the uh, KFC radio guy. Yeah, my voice don't matter. No, Kyle, he's important. No, you matter. Yeah, he's very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, Barstool has a lot of unimportant people. You may, we mentioned some pretty important people. Boy Sox signed Joe Barlow today. Yeah. We got to trade Zach Levine, like, really fast. Yeah, why did you put him back in the starting line? I don't know, dude. We just lost to the Cavs. And Cavs are supposed to be good. They're not. <laughs> no, they're not. So if you don't know who Joe Barlow is, two years ago he was the closer for the Rangers. He had a one point something ERA. Nice. Not the same success this year, but you got him for a minor league deal with spring training invite. I think it's good signing. He didn't. Did he? So, good for you, Paul. Thanks, man. Did he close at all last year? Oh, he was bad. Oh, but did, did they pull him out of that role? Or did he? No, no, no. It was Jose Leclerc, who's also bad, but they just keep giving him the ball in the ninth inning. <laughs> it's always tough when, you know, both your closers are <laughs> sucking. Do you guys think John Lester's a Hall of Fame pitcher? Yes, I do. He, he has the have... rings, he has the accolades. He has the exact same ERA for his entire White, uh, Red Sox and Cubs tenure and win percentage. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. It was consistent. He just stuck in the card. 364 ERA with a 636 win percentage. And B cancer. And has a cool ass name. Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Will he get in? I don't know. Baseball's ridiculous with that shit. I think he'll make it. Is Massey gone? I think he's eating. I don't know. He didn't say anything, did he? I think he's eating the Fruity Pebble bar. Nice. He did say at the beginning of the show that he was tired. What if he fell asleep, pulled a mock? Mm, whatever. It would be pretty cool. <laughs> that was a funny thing. Falls asleep, he's snoring, then denies that he was asleep. Pretty funny stuff. Eagles started sucking after they traded Terrell Edmonds. Mm-hmm. The Eagles started sucking when they traded Terrell Edmonds. Now, did the Eagles, they started out 10 and 0 on the year? They were, they were 10 and 1 when they beat the Bills. Yeah, because they lost to the uh, Jets early in the year. Yeah. Okay. No? They lost to the Jets the same week that the 49ers went, lost their undefeated against oh, the Browns. Okay. So I feel like at, like at every moment they can, like, oh, this team was 10 and 1, blah, blah, but I can't remember like when that loss came. I think it was like week seven or something like that. 
I think, um, I mean, in this room, I think we're fairly much all on the same page of, of indifference. But I think in my perfect NFL world, if uh, Green Bay in Baltimore could disappear, I really don't care who wins. Look, this is for me, this is this is the perfect playoff scenario, a perfect rest of the year scenario for me. All right. Philadelphia beats Tampa Bay tonight. Then next week. I did. Paul got more fantasy points. Yeah, that's what I do, man. Um, <laughs> the next week, San Fran beats Green Bay. Philadelphia beats Detroit. And then on the AFC side of things, who's Baltimore playing? Houston. Houston. Houston beats Baltimore. Kansas City beats Buffalo. Uh, Houston beats Kansas City. San Fran beats Philadelphia. Houston beats San Fran in the Super Bowl. I'd be down with that. McCaffrey win MVP? No. Because you don't get any fantasy points for that, Kyle. You've lost. It's I over. I want him to get it. Let go, Kyle. <laughs> One day I like you. Kyle, you finished fourth after finishing like 5-47. and 47. Drop it. You've lost. Go home. It's over. <laughs> Imagine that they, like Yahoo sends you an email like at the end of the year, like, hey, we just want to let you know the points you scored during the playoffs. <laughs> I didn't regret that. Hey, since Matthew's not here, do you guys want to do a quick draft just to get off sports for a minute? Yeah, I would like to not talk sports. Or like, to not talk football. Kendall, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, so I'm just going to go. Uh, K- Kendall, do you want back-to-back picks, or do you want to be in the middle? Uh, I want to be middle. All right, so we're going to go Kyle, Matt, Kyle, read me, because Matthew's not back yet. So, I think it's the first pick. Five rounds. Do you want the first pick or the last pick, Kyle? I'll take the first pick. Okay. We're going to go five rounds, and we're going spaces on the Monopoly board. Oh, man. I, I, I got to look it up. Hold on. All right. Kendall's going to go with as many railroads as he can get. Yeah, so don't take them on me, guys. I'm going back to back on them, so. Son of a bitch. I'll trade you. Here's the thing, Kendall. I'll trade you the third and fourth overall picks, which would give you four straight picks. So you can get all the railroads, but I get the rest of your picks in the draft, and you only get the railroads. I'm going to take that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Uh, first, I'm taking Pacific Avenue. All right. Okay. I don't know why. Because usually when I have Pacific Avenue, everyone lands on it. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. <laughs> and it's right after the go, so like you don't have to go to jail. You have to pay me money. Oh, God, that reasoning is so funny. Okay, uh, I'm taking a Pennsylvania Railroad here. You're a fucking idiot. Uh, you know the four the four picks I'm taking. Dude, I'm taking two of them. Listen, the, the fifth pick is going to one's going to be really going to blow you away. All right, so I got back to backs here. Yeah. All right, give me uh, give me St. James Place. Nice. And then uh, and then I'll go uh, I'll go Homer here, and uh, I'm going to take Baltic Avenue. Good pick. There's a place called Baltic Avenue. 
where I used to sit and do mad crack. That's a green card. Um, I'm going to take um, B&O Railroad here. Alright, so it's back to back. Alright. So, fucking blue, I'm stuck. I'm so much money in over million of them. The worst set uh, is the green set. Oh, you bitch, you took mine. Would I take Baltic? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna go with Kentucky Avenue. Nice. And then, all right. I'm just gonna say, fuck it. I'm gonna take Park Place. Reach. <laughs> Other than Boardwalk, no one lands on Boardwalk. So true. The only way you get to Boardwalk is if you draw the chance card. Go to Boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Ninety-five percent of the time, you don't have the money to buy Boardwalk. <laughs> That's so funny. What railroad are you taking here? Uh, I'm taking short line here. So you can't have this. So you know what's funny? I um, This was going all off of memory. I can't remember the fourth one. That's funny. Reading, bitch. Oh, nice. Good call, Kyle. Yeah, I'm looking at the board. I'm going to take red. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, give, me, uh, give me Connecticut Avenue. If you play the game the way I play, it's a joy when you can land on free parking. (laughs) Alright, so I'll take Redding at four. Alright, I'm taking Waterworks. If you don't take Electric Avenue here, Kendall's going to. I'll take Electric Avenue. Damn it, that (laughs) that was my fifth all the way. You guys are going to pay me double. Yeah, this is going to be a long wiper. What? What do you got on the last pick? Last pick. Can I pick go to jail? Because sometimes go to jail is the best spot. I'd love to pick something real stupid here. I'm not even kidding, Kendall. Going to jail sometimes is the best thing to do. I, oh yeah, perfect waste pick at the very end. Uh, give me St. Charles Place. Where are Did yeah. you? We took that in like round two. I thought St. James pick was taken. Yeah, but when you pick one, when you pick one saint, you get both saints. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> No, it's okay. You can have that. And I'll round it out with Illinois Avenue. Good pick. Good pick. Kyle knows it, man. One of the worst. One of the worst. Worst things in the world is to land on a hotel right after free parking on those red spaces. <laughs> Brutal. All right. Real quick conversation. What max number of people in Monopoly is? How many? How many pieces are there? Six. Six. So six players. So let's say us four. Um. And want to go, Pat Jeff Br six, or who's or, the fifth? Who, who, who are we leaving out of the five of us? What math am I doing incorrectly? 
Well, there's if you, me, Kyle, Massey, and Mock. That's five. All right, then Pat. Okay, so, so the five of us and Pat. Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> Je- Jeff can uh, be Je- the referee. No, yeah, Jeff can be the banker. <laughs> oh man, nobody's getting money. <laughs> All right, in in a serious like no like you know j- just saying it for the saying it. How do you think a uh, monopoly game for us goes down? Okay. Ge- like genuinely? Genuinely. Like, you know, okay. no bias aside, just like like really analy- uh, analytically thinking how you think this guy's going to go out. Okay. I think that Pat's the first one out because he doesn't care. <laughs> Pat's the first one out. He doesn't care. Kendall, you're second out because you're dumb. <laughs> Mock's the third one out. Mock's the third one out because he's a Jew. Which will buy you some time, but eventually you will go bankrupt because you won't make enough money to compensate for the money. Especially with six people playing, a lot of property goes quick. Mm-hmm. Then, I think it's either me or Kyle, whoever's taking the most gamble. Because Kyle and I play very similarly, and it's balls to the walls. Buy then everything. Ma- then Massey, and then the other one, either me or Kyle, win. I play a lot of Monopoly my day. Yeah. Kyle, do you care with that assessment? No, I agree. All right. I also played Monopoly today. Did you? Yeah, I played on my phone. <laughs> Actually, as, as a group, have we played Monopoly? I don't think we have, have we? No, because nobody likes to do what Kyle likes to do. Yeah, for real. That's not true. I let Kyle cheat at uh, Yahtzee all the time. Kyle, you are a notorious board I don't cheat. I take advantage. But can I tell you something? I kind of like Kyle's motto at it because it's like, Kyle said one time, he goes, you know I'm going to cheat, so it's kind of on you if you don't catch it. <laughs> I just I have such a problem with it because it would be like, hey, can you go get me a drink? And I go get him a drink. And then, oh, look, I have all these points. Yeah. So it's like not only did he like screw me out of like playing fairly, I got him a beverage, and that's the part. That's the part that really sucks. Yeah, you got me a fucking Vermont like ginger spice soda. Oh, you're talking Verners? Yeah. Listen, it was a gamble. I thought you might like it. Nobody likes it. My mom does. Well, she doesn't like good tasting things. Listen, the difference is it's not a ginger ale. It's a ginger soda. And that's what really throws a lot of people. So I think they're going to have a Schweppes, and then it's a spicy soda. Yeah, that boy's a liar. Uh, so I guess Massey's just gone. I'm right here. Oh, where the hell have you been? I was recording your draft. So why did, when, I said, when I said, where's Massey, why didn't you answer? Because I wasn't here at that point. I got back as I sat down and you're like, you want to do a draft? And I was like, yeah, I want to do one without Massey. Talk anything about football. Like, All right, well, I'll just let you guys do this one. Then. Those those events happened not in that order. I just want that to be very clear. I said, while we're waiting for Massey, do you want to do a draft not related to sports? And Kyle said, yeah, I don't want to talk about sports. Well, Quickly enough, I wasn't able to respond, and I was like, "All right." Hey, listen. Well, how do you how, how do you think we did? Um, actually, fuck that. How do you feel about my assessment of where we'd all finish a monopoly? I think you're probably right. I think I stand a chance about coming in first, but 
I do. I think. I think. No. I think you're come. I think it's down to either you. It's down to you, and then me or Kyle. You guys are going to spend a lot of money on paying me for the brown properties. <laughs> yeah, but Kyle, that that's just because if we take the brown properties from you, it's racist. Exactly. And then everybody lands on the light blue properties instead of the brown ones. Yeah, and Kyle gets mad because he only owns one of them, and nobody lands on that one. Yeah, and it's usually Connecticut Ave. Because... And Kyle refuses to trade it to you because he's convinced it'll pay off. You guys got a go-to piece you like to use? The hat. Oh, man, this guy deserves to get shot. Which one? Some 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 Bears fan, after he got the report that Caleb Williams declared for the draft, he burned his Justin Fields jersey. But Justin Fields didn't wrong you, my guy. <laughs> Don't blame Fields. Blame every other member of the Bears organization. Yeah. In general, would you ever burn a jersey? No. No, I, but I'd probably throw it away. I cannot say. No, I actually did not burn a jersey. I shredded one. Yeah. Which jersey? Yeah. Look, don't don't go to the Packers, man. No. Don't, don't play <laughs> for my team. Which former the Packers did you shred? Julius Peppers. Yeah. Hey, listen, judgment free. I was just curious. It seems like you're judging me. No, no, not at all. Listen, I have a bunch of bad players and jerseys. Oh, seven read, baby. That's right, the best one. <laughs> I should find that jersey. Take a picture of it. Throw Give it a Steven jersey you never wear. It's not true. God, I have a lot of jerseys. That you don't wear. Well, some that I don't think I fit into anymore. I bought you a Steven Hoshka jersey. Kyle has this pretty cool Cam Hayward jersey. Yeah. Kyle, listen, you could say whatever you want. I'm in the green forever until you find that Cam Hayward jersey. You're not in the green because I spent a lot more money on that jersey than you did that jersey. Okay, that is untrue. Oh, very true. How how can you come and say that? When like NFL.com, sports authority. Okay, it wasn't one. It wasn't sports authority. It was from actually your your favorite you know chain sports merchandise stores. Models. Yeah, that came from Models when they were still open in Connecticut. Yeah. You guys know what's really cool about sports? What's that? How you can just like play really, really well for a couple of years and like everyone forgets like the really bad things you did. Look at Tyreek Hill. Well, it's just like you know, like like Miles Garrett, you know, like literally tried to murder a dude on the field and like nobody <laughs> talks about that. Let's figure out he probably he's, deserved that. Because he's been balling out. Also, Mason Rudolph definitely whispered some racist shit. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. It is funny. He just looks like he would. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> no shot he has that reaction if he didn't. Yeah, Mason Rudolph looks like a racist Bob Souls. Hello? Uh, I, I was, I when, you, when you said that, I was just laughing at myself. I, I, I was too good. Hey, Kyle. Kyle? I can't come out. Did you really? No. Oh. What? 
Oh. Well, I was too busy yelling. You know. So, I want to tell Kyle something so bad. <laughs> well, not paying attention right now. Well, uh, what do you guys want to do for the last last twenty on the show? Go to bed. All right, we could listen to Matthews sleep. <laughs> Dude, I snore pretty damn loud. Yeah, we know, but you know, you're the first one to yell at us for snoring. You wouldn't have heard me snore. I couldn't fall asleep. Because you're a little bitch. Yeah, you know. You should have just embraced the cuddles. You weren't cuddling me. Your back was to me. Well, if you had cuddled me, I would have turned over and cuddled you. I'll try that next time. We'll be good. And then then we would have been dick to dick breathing in each other's mouths. (laughs) I'll do that next time when we go to stay in Lester during the draft. Or, 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 what if we sleep 69? Hey, there you go. I mean, I mean me, me and Paul wants cuddles in his bed. Uh, uh, Kyle's back. What did you want to tell Kyle? Yeah, we cuddled it in my bed, like, at my house. Like, we weren't on vacation. We just slept in the right, We've bed. been talking to you for, like, three minutes, and you haven't been here. I was looking for my dog. Is that, you like, a penis what? thing, or? What? Nothing. I wanted to talk to you about this college humor thing I saw yesterday, which, I mean, I've seen before, but I saw it again yesterday. Yeah. It's this thing where, like, uh, the two people are in hell, and the devil keeps offering them the second best version of everything. (laughs) And they're like, I know this is hell, but, like, the fact that everything's just the second best is really alarming. Because he goes, yeah, can I have a Coke? He goes, we have Pepsi. (laughs) He's like, well, can we rent a movie from Blockbuster? He goes, I own timeshares and Hollywood videos. (laughs) He goes... He's like, I want to watch The Matrix. He goes, I don't have The Matrix. I have The Matrix Reloaded. Oh. And like all this stuff. So he goes, all right. He goes, uh, Power Rangers. And then the devil goes, Beetleborgs. <laughs> <laughs> this is That's really funny. He's like naming all of these things. And it was like Gmail, Hotmail. It's hell, you idiot. And he goes, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what what about funny. jeans? He's like, what about jeans? We have slacks. From The Gap? Oh, oh you know I'm going to say Old Navy. <laughs> It makes me laugh pretty hard. That's it's pretty just like, like dogs, and like you think you say cats, right? He goes, no, he goes lizards. <laughs> it's just the Beetleborgs thing. I was laughing so hard. Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs, digital monsters. That's not what that is. Yeah, it's Digimon. You guys remember Digimon? I do. I, no, I remember Digimon. They came out with they came out with new Digimon cards. Digimon Digital Monsters. Yeah, Agumon was the only one I remember. You don't remember Gumbamon or Palmon? Was he the evolved form of Agumon? He was not. That was Greymon, and then oh. more Greymon, and then Metal Greymon, and then if you fused together with Metal Greymon, it was Omnimon. Massey would know this what, answer. What about the White Liger? Uh, there were a couple of those, but I believe that was Gururumon. That was was Zoids. (laughs) Yes, that was also in Zoids. Kendall, what was your question? Was Digimon an attempt to compete with Pokemon, or just just a a happenstance that they also made a show? Uh, happenstance. Okay, I was just curious. You're a hobbit. Listen, I don't know. I just wanted to know. So right. Digimon came out in um, 97, and Pokemon also came out in 97. 
Well, did you? I mean, Pokemon came out in America in '97. No, that was in uh, Japan too. No, Pokemon's not from Japan. Everybody knows it's hungry. Damn. Okay, I got a, I got a thing. I got a draft for all of us. Nice. Seven it... rounds. Uh... Master, you can have whatever pick you want. Four. Idiot. Right. Master, what, uh, Kendall, what pick do you want? Uh, I want the second. All right, Kyle. I'll take first there, but. All right, so I get the third pick. Although yeah, I got You ever notice that when my box on here, nobody gets butt hurt? I'm just kidding. Um. All right, so Mass, you got the order. Kyle, Kendall, Paul, Mass. Yes, sir. All right, we're gonna draft in seven rounds the second best draft. Love it. So the second, right. and I'll just anything you can think of that that thing is the best of all time in that category, the second best of it. Well, I guess I gotta go Beetleborgs. You can go, yeah, Beetleborgs all time. Beetleborgs is great. I gotta go Beetleborgs. I can't. I can't let Kendall take it. Because <laughs> Kendall was about to take it. Listen, I was thinking about it pretty hard. Okay. All right, I'm going to take here. Ruffles. Epic. You're an idiot. Uh, wavy laser better. Ruffles. There's only one flavor of wavy laser. I'm, 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 kind of, I'm, I'm drafting the standard ruffle. Point exactly. You're a ruffle. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm up. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, give me. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick standard for now. Just, just give me, give me Pepsi. Okay. Don't you like Pepsi more? I do, but Coke is the best. Says my dad. Well, I'm saying, like, like I don't think Coke is the best, but I think like as an overall, Coke is the best, right? RC Cola. Like, if you were gonna, t- God no, if you were <laughs> gonna take a worldwide poll, Coke would finish on top, right? I think yeah. so. Right. So I'll tell you. So yeah, give give me Pessy. I'm gonna take Digimon here. <laughs> Nerd. Um, I'm going to take Arizona here. The state? The ice team. <laughs> uh, I was totally thinking the state. I'm like, that's so funny for no reason. <laughs> I'm going to take Arizona ice team here. The argument Snapple's the second best. See, I thought that would be the consideration, but I think the polls snap will probably finish ahead of Yeah, that's fair. Arizona. Okay, Paul, you're up. 
I'm totally okay with taking this based off of this article. But, no, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see, second best of all time, second best of all time. There's so many funny ones in my head. Uh, all right. Uh, give me Luigi. Ah, he's better. I also think Luigi's better, but we're alone on this, pal. Yeah, well, no, I'm there with best. you. Don't worry. Let me tell you something. Oh, Luigi. Let me tell you something. Ah. Pal, I know that this doesn't resonate with you, but it resonates with Massey pretty hard. All of those, uh, all, all of those Super Mario Sunshine hardos out there. It's a great game, but it's nothing compared to Luigi's Mansion. Luigi Mansion reigns supreme. Mario, am I up? Yeah. No, it's Kendall's turn. I'm it's Kendall's turn. Yeah. What the fuck? You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> okay. Um. Hmm. I don't know where the group, the room is going to land on this one. Um. Disco music. No, no, no. Well, this, this is this is where he takes something stupid like uh, like he's he's gonna be like uh, Lionel trains. No, 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 no. Um. Oh, not long. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna go with Pizza Hut. Good pick. I just you know I think the playing field is actually more even, but I just feel like Domino's is edged a little bit. Well, Pizza Hut just you know it's hard to get first place when you're nowhere. This is true. Am I up? Yep. Uh, I'm taking Burger King. Son of a bitch. Palmer. <laughs> and then I'm taking uh. Eli Manning. Huh. That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty funny. funny. That's pretty funny. Do you need fun, to Kyle. consider that? That's funny. Makes my NFL one look a little lamer in comparison, but. Okay. Me? Yeah. All right. I'm taking Arizona, the state. As second to what? New Mexico. <laughs> no. Vetoing <laughs> the shit out of that. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> Kittle, it has 50 others in competition. You're not telling me Arizona's the second best state. Uh, I'm talking about the Southwest as, you know, talking point. Nevada and Utah are better. Talking of border states there. All right, I will, I will rescind. Are you going to sit here and tell me that Arizona is better than New Mexico? He's trying to. No, no, I'm saying New, well, New Mexico is better than Arizona. So you're saying that Arizona is better than Texas? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like that. This, this, like the California. Texas is a border state. No, I understand that, but I'm talking about like the the true southwest corner. Like Texas is kind of central south. But then you said border state. Right, right. But I meant like not using uh, Nevada or Utah in the conversation. I'm I'm omitting. We're moving on. And I'm going to take here Coors Light. Eh. I'll give it to you. Well, I want to take the New York Mets. 
<laughs> Listen, I don't disagree. What are they the second of? The Yankees. They're the second best National League team in New York. Who's the first? The Giants. They used to be the Brooklyn um, Giants. No, he's talking about the New York they Giants. They were the Brooklyn Dodgers. They were the New York Giants. Kyle. Yeah, I know. Like All Brooklyn of these Giants. are good. All of these are good answers. Man, that's kind of what I was going for on mine, but. Take the um, jet. No. Come on. Um. Dun, 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 dun. You know what? So I'm going to use a loophole here and I'm going to take sex. I'm going to take okay. sex because many sayings are if somebody does something or has something or something happens, somebody says, oh, that's better than sex. <laughs> and therefore, sex is second best at that point. I'm taking sex. All right. Um, Paul, I'm gonna have the pick of the draft if it comes back to me. I mean, I couldn't even imagine the thing where you're at. So, I'm gonna take Marvel. What did you take? Marvel. Uh, you think DC is better? I think DC is more recognizable. Maybe not right now at the moment, but in general, I think if you walked around the world and said, who's more popular, Superman or Captain America, the answer is going to be Superman. All right. Uh, Kyle, are you taking anal sex? Uh, no. <laughs> I can. All right, Paul, you're up, though. You'll appreciate my pick, I'm taking the Velociraptor. Second best to what? To the T-Rex. Okay. I think that's fair. I think so. I was just clarifying. Hey, do you guys want to hear a fun fact that'll make Kyle smile? Yes, sir. Jared Goff is now the second player to ever win a playoff game at Ford Field. The first was Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm going to take Futurama here. Yeah, American Dad, number one. How dare you? I do like it, but I was thinking what to the Simpsons. Futurama second to? Simpsons. Simpsons. No, Family Guy is second to The Simpsons. Well, see, I didn't want to go. I, I went just from the same creator. It's the second, it's the second best Matt Groening thing. Second best what? Matt Groening. All right. The guy who made the That was my only reason why I did that. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, I'm serious. And I, I do actually prefer Futurama to The Simpsons, but as a, a whole, no one would agree with that. I would agree with you, but we're in the minority. <laughs> 
Kyle, back to backs. I'm taking Grizzly. Nice. Good okay. for you. And then I'm taking ESPN 2. You mean ESPN 8, the Ocho. Hey, listen, maybe I've been out of the game too long. What's Grizzly second to? Goal. As long cut? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, there's always been more skull f- options than there has been Grizzly. Ah, I just figured that, you know, Skull sucks. Yeah, we think that. Go down south. I listen, also, I... also Skull Skull is more has is is the only like natural tobacco. Oh, I like glass in mine. <laughs> and says the guy. Says the guy who hasn't dipped since Krug. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, he wouldn't do it with me, but he'd do it with a guy. I would, hold on, hold on. And that that is actually not true. That since that day, there was one or two random times, and I know for sure that they occurred. C- can I give you a date? No, but it's because I'm mostly drunk all the time. And um, I probably wasn't there. No, you were. You were. I, I, I did. There, there's been one or two birthdays since that day that I've done one with you. When's the last time you saw me on my birthday? Not, like not the date off. Not like I went like out of my way. Like hold on. I'm calling out of work, and I'm going to go sit with Kyle. I just mean like, like we did something for your birthday, whether it was disc golf or something or other. And Paul I has did... done that for me. Okay, all right. Let's let's let's, let's guilt me some more. Kendall. All right. I need a Paul judgment on this one. Super not. And I, I no. S- no, you say no. Well, I mean, what's your? Give me what you're explaining. Well, I just figured because like uh, Fuzzy Baby Ducks and um, G-Bot were like the, the upper echelon, and that was like the one right underneath it. Well, I think. I mean, first of all, you just named two beers, and they no. can't be. So one's got to be better than the other. So that alone, right there, and then also. Uh, Imperial Stout Trooper would be above Super Not. I totally forgot about that beer. Alright. Never mind. Um, okay. Um, I will go with Tullamore Dew here. Thank you. What? Tullamore Dew, second to Jameson. Yay, nay. I don't even know what that is. Irish whiskey. Tell them more, do. In today's day, it's probably second. I just think there's such like a, a name recognition with Jameson and... I don't know. Well... What? Yeah. Oh, um. Uh, give me SmackDown. Versus Raw? Yep. Good game. 2010. Alright. I'm going to go ahead here and take Xbox. 
good. Was that so good or stupid? No, I liked it. Because fuck Xbox. Well, it was the second best by PlayStation. And then I'm going to take the PSP. Second to the DS? Or whatever Nintendo handheld. Yeah, that's fair. Back up to you. Yes. Back to you. No, no, I'm thinking, thinking. Uh, give me dads. Second to moms. Kyle, I know that doesn't apply to you, but... Kendall? That was so subjective. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've let subjectivity go pretty far on here so far. But I mean, but that one was just really... Doesn't doesn't really apply to Kyle. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm taking kerosene here. Second to what? Uh, just regular unleaded fuels. You keep doing this thing where you're picking something that's second to a group of other things. Well, but I mean, like, as far as, like, you know, like, grades of gasoline, I'm not, I'm not going to split hairs between 87, 89, 91, 93. Well, no, but there's gasoline. I think oil would be above kerosene. I I am rescinding that as well. Um... I thought he was talking about the song. He wasn't. No, I was talking about the fuel. Big Miranda Lambert fan over here. <clears throat> okay. Um... Hmm. All right, I'm going to take the uh, sausage link here. The second two. The patty. Okay. Kyle? I actually like that pick. Uh, I'm going to take trains. That's second two. Uh, planes. Okay. Good luck uh, shipping your what? coal by plane. Oh, yeah, good luck hilarious. getting there quick. At least I can get to point A and point B in less than 900 hours. And also, um, it's in the title of the movie, Planes, Then Trains, Then Automobiles. And then I'm going to go with night. I'm just saying, if you, if you put down the trains pick, then you guys are assholes. They're second best of planes. What do you want me to say? Uh, I'm just saying well, Kendall, that I, it's, it's literally in the name of the title. Okay, it planes, just then trains then automobiles. How about, that, how about that? It just it sounds better, and it's like it, like if it meant something, then it would have been like you know uh, by like alphabetical because you know automobile, you know. Kendall, with it being a legitimate movie title, I can't contest it. 
it's in the type. Yeah, but I'm just saying that literally it, it, because it literally it sounds better because it's plain yeah. trans. It's not, it's sure. nothing to do. It's nothing to do. It is literally just by the appeal of how it sounds. Do you want to change my pick? I will. Don't have to have this debate. I'm just saying that I had like a reasonable like one before. Fine. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I will not take you trying to bully this, Kendall. Now, if you don't think trains... Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I'm listening. If you don't think trains are second to planes, that's a personal opinion. But you sat and you tried to take kerosene as second best to a grouping of other fuel sources. Which no. is... Was, so the, Only the, one. The, the, Only the, one. No. Gasoline and oil. Alright. Either way. Either way. I'm then, just saying. I'm just saying. You you, you tried. If, and you did it with beer too. You tried to take two beers over well, but look, still say it was second best. Wait, 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 wait. The the beers one I I, I had a question on and I, I wanted to get the German you spent. But like the kerosene one, I should I could have just said all right, kerosene second to oil, and then that would have been the end of it. No, I would have fought you. I would have fought you. Propane I don't fire. want to deal with this debate. I also I'm... would have argued that wood burning stoves are better than kerosene. <laughs> you're just mad because you, you you think you're funnier than John Candy, and you think that you think that you and Martin Short would have made a better movie if it was trains, planes, and automobiles. That's not true. And John Candy is one of my idols. Yeah, well, I guess you're looking forward to being dead then. Oh my! So I'm changing my pick to nighttime. And, and I gotta think of another one. Give me a second. Uh, I just already left trains. All right, trains in the nighttime. Whose pick is it then? It's now Kendall's. Okay. Kendall, if you want kerosene, I'll give it to you. Oh yeah, kerosene uh, second to oil. You should take automobiles second to trains. Nope, I am now upset. Good. All right, kerosene, Paul. I'm gonna take uh, Mox disc golfing abilities. Second two. My disc golfing abilities. Hilarious. Maybe I'm gonna take the San Francisco 49ers. Second two. Los Angeles Rams. New Man, I thought, here's the thing. I knew you were going to say Rams, but there was a part of me, a very small part of me, that you were going to say the San Francisco 50s. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funnier. Should have done that. Okay. Can I, just, can I, can I just take an honorary mention pick? Yes. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> Second two. Humor. <laughs> Are you out on that show? That show sucks. Oh, come on. (laughs) If you're going to say Seinfeld was better, I was going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Well, I will go fuck myself because Seinfeld is better than Everybody Loves Raymond. Seinfeld is a terrible show. Everybody Everybody Loves Raymond is the most unfunny show I've ever watched in my life. Sure, I won't argue with you, but fucking Seinfeld is... Terrible. No, innocent. And listen, I'm I'm a defender of Every Love is Raymond, but it's not better than Seinfeld. Seinfeld is an awful show. It is not. It's terrible. It is not. Funniest funniest show of all time. Ugh. It's Curb. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb is so good. 
Curb is so funny. Also, I know we're leaving, but I've made this is really just for the, the people who like know Shannon pretty well. But I've determined just like Shannon is just the real life version of George Costanza because you know everything offends her. You know she thinks the world's out to get her. And just <laughs> it's just like the perfect assessment. Well, yeah. Plus George had plus George had a really unfunny brother. Oh, I love that episode. Yeah. That's the guy who drinks all that kerosene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one too where George's George had a, George's brother's friends all bang George? Ooh, uh, I'm oh. not familiar with that episode. <laughs> it's a deep oh. episode. <laughs> what? Would I like a sidewinder? Uh Mass, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think you could throw a sidewinder. Okay. You gotta stick to some you gotta stick to most of your discs, gotta stick to like under ten speeds. Unless you can get it really light. If you can get it in like the 150s, that's different. Nah, I'm going for 12 speeds. All right, man. RAP. Then 12s are looking, nothing. If you're going 12 speeds, you'll like every disc because they're all going to fly the same. <laughs> all hard left, all hard right. All They're all going to go straight and then dump left hard. So. Uh. I think that wraps us up for the night, right? Yep. Uh, how, how, how's this game looking? I haven't checked it out. Uh, it's seven or sixty-nine. Flag on Levante Still? David for a tackle. Ugh, gross. Um, uh, Super Bowl predictions. Who do you think wins? Baltimore. San Francisco. <laughs> I can't help but think that was premeditated. Go ahead and just remove Kyle from the chat if anybody has anything to say to him. You said Baltimore. Mass, you can't do that to Kyle. You said Baltimore. All right. Even if you didn't do it vindictively, you still said it. But Kyle did do it vindictively. Only because you picked Baltimore. Look, I'm just saying, if Kyle had said San Fran first, you would have said Baltimore second. Fine. Texans. Okay, now Kyle. Kyle. Do the right thing here. Fine. Tampa Bay. Gross. <laughs> Kendall? Uh, Kansas City. Modern Patriots. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Vikings is not a bad pick. Because I do have them as my money line to be the team that comes in with the steel chair mid-match. <laughs> Would be oh, hilarious. my God. It's... Jason Bourne top, is Kirk bro. Cousins. <laughs> He's got a steel chair. Now, uh, you know what, uh, Bob? Why don't you go ahead and give me the uh, go ahead and give me the Texans there. Red, red the hot hand. Red the hot hand. Red the hot hand. Uh, Kendall, where can they find us? Well... They can find us at Facebook, Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram, GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it is... Eating kerosene. Yep, eating kerosene or forgetting about planes, trains, and automobiles because you don't like John Candy, Kendall. Love the movie. Like, subscribe, follow, do it all, where you find your podcasts, internet radio shows, you name it. 
we are there. For now. Uh, beer reviews. I'll hit it real quick. Um, so I finally finished all the um, dogfish beers uh, from the variety four pack that I've had a couple uh, weeks ago now. I had the 60-minute IPA. I had the Blue Hen Pilsner. I had the Tasty Traveler Lager. And I had the Slightly slightly Mighty Locale IPA. So just listen to previous shows to hear the full reviews. But this variety pack was a surprise. I had just kind of no expectations going in, uh, having at least one of the beers before. Um, of the four... I was most impressed by the Tasty Traveler Lager at uh, a straight 5%. was fairly flavorful, kind of had that Southwest component to it, um, where they had uh, like sea salt and uh, Baja Salicornia, which I don't necessarily know what that was, uh, and lime juice. Very good, very surprising. It's Go. Baja Blast. Yes, it is Baja Blast. Um Go give that a buy. Uh, What's that, Paul? I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. Uh, the variety pack as a whole, I give it 4.3 stars out of 5. Would get again. Nice, nice. Sorry about that. Kyle, did you have anything to drink? Uh, no. Uh, Mass? I was sipping on some uh, Willits bourbon. Whoa. Yeah. Where'd you get that You're from? drinking a suburban? Yeah, it was a Subaru. Who got you Willet? Uh, a friend of mine. Uh, his name was Brett. No, Willet Bourbon. Bob. Um, very and, nice, very uh, very mellow. Um, doesn't burn hard. Um, it's like vanilla. It's like caramel. Um, a little bit floral. Um. Overall, this is something that's gotten me able to very easily sip on this without feeling queasy, and it's actually made the return to bourbons and whiskeys a little bit easier. All right, up next, Jack Honey. I don't think I'm ready to go back there yet. That's fair. Matthew, you have some homework for next week. What do you got? Homework for next week. Your goal is to, now, because I'm in the industry, I know the answer to this question. Um, I want you, by next week's show, to tell me what you have found is the preferred cocktail for Willet Bourbon. Okay. Right, I... mm. Nope. Nothing tonight. Save it for okay. next week. Uh, I had the wheat wine ale from the Bourbon County collection from Goose Island Brewing. Um, it was from 2018. Uh, this one just kind of due to like moving around and when I got certain beers and situations I was in, um, a lot of beers kind of got lost in transition and Kendall unearthed some older beers for me at his house recently. And the wheat wine is one of those ones that got away from me, uh, 2018. So it's had the you know full five years plus an additional year to mature. Um, well, actually, no, this would be five years, right? This year or 2023. So yes. full five years. Um, the wheat wine doesn't need a full five years. It's got a delicate flavor base. So it, it did become a little bit more boozy um, and kind of just 
drank like a high quality, high test beer. Um, the alcohol content was there. It had a very acidic taste to it. There was a lot of flavor. The barrel, you know, strength came through. The vanilla, the oak, um, the wheat, unfortunately, was on the minimal side. Um, overall, I mean, it was still a very good, drinkable, dark stout. At I would give like a 3.8 out of 5. Um, but in terms of like actual flavor, I got to give it a, a non-score just because, unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, get to it before it, uh, its flavor fully, fully was kind of messed up. Hmm. Good review. Yeah, thanks, man. So, um, yeah, make sure to tune into all the uh, stuff GSWD's got going on in 2024, as well as next week's first. Uh, we're gonna get back on the train of this. Will be the inaugural uh, distribution of GSWD points for 2024. We're coming back to that, and I have a, an award for this year already pegged up. Oh yeah. So, until then, though, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. Mastro's Massey. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Yeah.